Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Channon Zhao. And today I am very fortunate to have Wilson Chung here with me. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Channon. How are you doing? Good. Bro, I've been, I've been waiting to get you on for a long time, man. I'm so excited to have you. You're like one of the most well-rounded person I've ever seen, man. <laughs> thank you. Like thank you're, you. you're just everywhere. I don't know how to how to describe it. Like you have a debate tournament coming out this week, this Sunday. Is that true? Yeah, it's like a Andover online tournament on okay. Sunday. Yeah. Yes, and you're like the debate officer. Yeah, I'm one of the debate officers in the debate society. That's pretty cool. What else do you do? Because I know you do a lot of different things. Yeah. So apart from debate society, I'm one of the eco leaders in our school. Okay. I'm the chair of student life in the Congress. Oh, okay. Um, student Congress. Yeah. Let's see. Uh-huh. Sport wise, I'm the I'm the swimming captain, huh, and okay. then, yeah, I'm also the Chinese Speaking Student Association chair, one of them. Okay. Uh, tour guy, I do tour that for guy. fun. Yeah. Okay. To also get the workshop credit, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Hmm. Um. And and do you do model UN too? Oh yeah, I do model United Nation, but I don't have a leadership position there. I'm like oh, a just like a member, active member there though. Yeah. Dude, how do you manage all these things? Why do, why do you do so many things? Yeah, I get that a lot. I think one of the most important reasons why I do all these things is because I just like doing these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a big music person, so you can see I don't have a lot of involvement in like band or like jazz ensemble. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a big art person, so I'm not like always in the art studio and drawing, yeah, taking pictures course. and stuff. Of course. So I, I would say the main reason why I do this is because I enjoy doing this. I love swimming. Mm-hmm. I like um, the feeling of pushing yourself, even though you're very exhausted. I love mm-hmm. debating, coming up with arguments when you're thinking like your brain just blank. Mm-hmm. And also just prepping for these different motions, you learn a lot about social issues, ranging from like Japanese Article 9, from United States high-speed rail to its current topic about um, the great power competition with other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being an eco-leader because I care about our environments, right? Mm-hmm. And then... And I become the chair of student life because I think I can push along different activities in school and then help Megan to come up with better activities Definitely okay. across the school. Mm-hmm. And managing these different activities is for sure a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say most of these work, I do them asynchronously. So it's not like they're going to take up a big chunk of meeting time every single week. I would say mm-hmm. most I, I would dedicate like six hours, seven hours just for meeting time. But most of the work... For example, writing emails, prepping for debate motion, they're mostly asynchronous. So I usually finish my homework before study hall. Hmm. And then when okay. when study hall starts, I would just think about, I have a list, I, I have a list of different like to-do work list. for leadership positions. Okay. And I'll just um, take this box, take that box. Um, when I finish these off and then I'm chill, then I have some free time. It's mm. not like I have absolutely no free time. So recently <laughs> I just finished this anime called um, Cyberpunk Edge Runner or Edge Runner, I forgot, but it's a, mm. it's a pretty sad anime. I, but mm. I think it's pretty good. It's like a prequel for the game Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I would say, I would say uh, one of the biggest tip is to, you know, that's helpful for me mm-hmm. is to list a schedule, a goal that you want to do. Because one of the biggest reasons why time, a wasted time uh, passed by without us realizing is because we're just doing stuff so unconsciously that we just 
are not aware of our time. For example, mm-hmm. scrolling through TikTok, you have no idea what you're doing, but you just, you just want to do it. It's, ki- it's kind of like a drug. I sort of th- think of <laughs> yeah, TikTok exactly. as a drug. Because sometimes before I go to sleep, I'm just always on my phone. I want to sleep so bad. Like my eyes are literally closing, but mm-hmm. I'm still on my phone. I just cannot stop. Mm-hmm. So I would say one of the biggest uh, tips is to list out your goals and then break down these goals into small specific steps that are achievable for you to achieve um, in the immediate future. Mm-hmm. That's one of my biggest um, reason uh, that helps me to manage my time. Okay. Yeah. It sounds generic um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people sort of just, what they write down on the list is for example, CSSA stuff or Congress stuff. But you wanna be more specific. You want, for example, write an email to M- Megan about the Greenfield shuttle, right? We're planning on that, bringing back the Greenfield shuttle on Friday. Um, or you can write about, uh, email Kristen Peterson about mm-hmm. the form to get feedback mm-hmm. uh, from students on Weekend Scoop. Write mm-hmm. something that's more specific so you have a clearly defined goal to work on. Mm-hmm. Because if you know that, if you write something like Congress, work on Congress stuff, what are you working on? Mm. And when you have a very vague goal, there's a lot of uncertainty. And that is a reason why you are not doing stuff because you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So be very specific. And also when a thought passed by, when something passed by, when you can finish in two minutes, do it. Writing an email, do your laundry, whatever, two minutes, do it. If it will be last, lasting longer than, two, not longer than two minutes, put it down on your to-do list. Mm. Yeah, that's something that's been very helpful for me. If And I learned most of these concepts from a book called Getting Things Done. Uh, it's a New York Times bestseller written by David Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the solid steps that I'm using in managing my time are from that book. So check it out if you guys want to have a better time management <laughs> schedule, you know? Definitely. <laughs> Dude, I'm really impressed by what you were just saying. And I, those are very helpful tips for both me and for all the listeners that could mm-hmm. be listening. Yeah. I'm curious as to when did this start for you? When did you start to manage your time like this? Or when did you realize you have to sh- sort of shift your life to, to a more disciplined life and to manage all these things and to finish your work before study hall? Yeah. So, so just a disclaimer before we talk about like <laughs> how I started this entire time management thing, I think um, I'm not perfect. Of course, of I have a course, lot of flaws, of right? And mm-hmm. then I'm also sometimes struggling with time management, okay. but I do think I have a clearer picture of what I want to do every day. Um, I started mm-hmm. this entire time management thing when when I come to NMH because obviously it's I'm an international student, and then this is a very different environment for me. Of course, managing different classes, different sports, different extracurricular activities, and leadership positions. That's how I started, but I I was always on in this rut that. I feel like I'm, I always need to get better in time management. I think this is a situation for most of the people, mm-hmm. but I just procrastinate a lot, mm. right? And then it comes to a breaking point in which I'm just sick of my life. Like what, what do you remember that specific moment in time? Uh, it's, uh, I think it's, it was last year, sophomore year, when I was in the swim team. Mm-hmm. I, I would just go swim. And then I'll be so tired. I'll just, I'll just be sleeping all the way to study hall. Mm. And then, well, that's something that I cannot control because I'm very yeah, tired in the trial week, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would just be working and then without any energy, my grades are kind of sliding down. Mm-hmm. Uh, sport performance is not going good. So I'm just sick of my life. I feel like I can I can achieve a lot because I do have a lot of past examples in which I grind through a lot of stuff. Um, 
and why can't I do this in NMH? And once mm -hmm. I realized that, I started reading, you know, getting things done mm -hmm. to get better in my time management. And I mm -hmm. kind of implement that over mm -hmm. the summer of my sophomore summer year. Okay. And now I'm kind of, uh, I'm better. I'm getting better in, in time management. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm uh, consolidating the time schedule, learning more. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot, lot more to go, but I think I have a pretty solid time management schedule down right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, you, you're focused on getting better right now. Mm -hmm. So one key thing that I noticed from what you were saying is you have a clear goal yeah. in mind. You know what you want to do. Yeah. Um, like, you know your purpose or you know why you want to do things. Yeah. How did you figure that out? Because I think that is something that a lot of people struggle with. And even me right now, you know, I think it's it's for everyone. A lot of people go through midlife crisis, <laughs> you know, that they just all of a sudden they, they don't know what they want to do. So how did you sort of come about what you want to do and set your goals? Yeah, so I think one of the good strategy to figure out what you want to do in the future mm -hmm. is to immerse yourself with people who are like-minded like with you. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, my goal this year for debate tournament is to qualify for a competition called Tournament of Champion. It's in April. It's one of the most renowned debate competition they have to qualify. Um, you need to get something called two, you need to get something called TOC bits uh, to get into that tournament. And the reason why I can figure out this very clear goal to, to qualify for this tournament is because I was in a debate camp and everyone there was doing debate. I was mm. surrounded by like-minded people who have similar goals. So that's how I figure out my goals for debate, right? Mm -hmm. For example, for eco-leaders, for uh, environmental justice stuff, my goal this year is to increase NMH's connection with local organizations. For example, the Sunrise Movement, the Extinction um, Rebellious, um, some organization like that. So we can lift off some of the planning stress on the eco-leaders um, themselves mm -hmm. and put more uh, activities oriented with local organizations right mm -hmm. for congress um uh it's also the goal this year is just uh sort of revive the work that we've been lacking off last year yeah. because last year revive it was kind of like COVID, yeah. and then everyone's mood is just kind of kind of la lacking there mm -hmm. not a lot of people's working so this year is to revive NMH spirit obviously something you can see in spirit week and uh spooky monday that we organize is that not a lot of people actually dress up so that's yeah. something that we need yeah. to address revive energy nmh spirit mm -hmm. and then i talk about this clear goal but how do you break it down into specific steps right mm -hmm. and the way the congress and me break break it down into specific steps is to organize a lot more activities for students right so just to give you a little peek into what we are thinking of mm -hmm. um there's a soccer prep rally that we might have um, more dances are coming up. There might be a interscholastic dance in spring in which we cooperate with other schools mm. um, to dance, right? But these are all in the planning process, but okay. we are trying our best to revive NMH spirit and to bring back what the students deserve. Yeah. Go back a little bit. So you mentioned few few potential activities. Soccer prep, what is that? Sorry. I don't know the details yet. I'm not so currently what the what the team what the Congress is doing mm -hmm. is um, we have different committees mm -hmm. for different activities. So, okay. so soccer prep rally, I think it's just some cheering stuff for like soccer game and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. And then there's the dances. Yeah, the um, dances. I know the Halloween dance got canceled. What what is uh, the student Congress responding? So the plan for the Halloween dance right now is to have it in December, either on the third or on the tenth. 
Um, huh. So yeah, that would be that would be the Halloween dance around around that time after Halloween. Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, but technically not Halloween, but. <laughs> Um, like we might have a different themes for that, like maybe a yeah. transition from Halloween into into Christmas, Christmas, you know, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas dance. I've never heard. Of that <laughs> no, I, I, some innovation that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so you did mention finding like-minded people is important. Yeah. But um, how would you sort of come about with the thought of trying to look for like-minded people? Like, who do you? Even how do you even know who's like-minded as you? You just expose yourself into different things. Like for example, debate. Do you, do you know you l- like debates since day one, or that sort of came about to you in uh, in NMH? Well, that's sort of the thing, right? Um, a lot of freshmen uh, before coming to NMH, because I because I just know some freshmen who can come to NMH, is that um, try out different activities after you get into the school to mm-hmm. see what you like because you don't know what how what you like unless you try them, right? Yeah. I never realized I liked debate until I try debating. So in my freshman year, I just joined different clubs, different sports. I went to a lot of tryouts just yeah. to see which one I like. And I picked those that I like. And that's how you find your like-minded people. Mm. And um, yes, like-minded people, they give you a lot of support. Um, they figure out your goals for you and you guys work toward the same goal. Mm-hmm. But something that that we also need to be cautious is you don't want to get into this some. Uh, this thing called echo chamber, right? It is a term that arised with um, social media, for example, Facebook and Instagram. And basically what it means is that your friend group, the account that you followed are basically the same same like-minded people. And that's going to create polarization because first your thought is consolidated and confirmed by like-minded people, Mm -hmm. but also you're insulated from thoughts that are that are not that you don't agree with because the account that you followed, the friends that you have will not agree with those ideas, yeah. and you don't want to get into that situation. So, if you ask a lot of people on campus, I would, I'm a pretty easygoing person, and mm-hmm. I don't like to argue with people. And the main reason is because <laughs> and you do debate. I, I do debate. Well, debate. <laughs> the goal is not to win. The well, yes, the, the goal is the to goal win is other to win, people. Yes, but it's not to argue. But one of the best thing with debate persuade. is that you need to debate on both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. For example, should the United States build the high-speed rail? You need to both debate yes and no, and that's how you expose yourself to different ideas. So you don't want to keep yourself into this bubble that you're just insulating yourself from different thoughts. One of the biggest reasons why I come to NMH is to learn from different cultures. This kind of sounds cliche, but I can speak a little bit of Korean, mm-hmm. right? My Japanese friend started... Uh, well, I recommended anime to me, right? Mm-hmm. I learned some Russian Russian slurs from a Russian friend. <laughs> this is how this this is what makes anime so interesting. You know, mm-hmm. the diverse student population Diversity, here. Yeah. Um, so expose yourself to different thoughts, even if if you don't agree with them. Maybe ten years later, you realize that how naive you are mm-hmm. um, with the mental state you have ten years ago. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. You're very mature. I, I like. I, <laughs> I, I like that you're already talking about thinking ahead in the future. Yeah. Do you think you have always been like this in in the past, or or this sort of came with all the th- exposure that you did? Um, what what I mean by this is um, your mindset, your current mindset of constant learning, of um, improving yourself, of managing your, your yourself. Do you think that has always been with you ever since you were a kid or you think that was, you know, developed? So I think I always have this kind of 
grind mindset and then mm-hmm. this um not to lose mindset um, competitive spirit yeah competitive spirit since i was a kid okay um first of for example for sport um I will not be the last one. Like I will not strive for number one all the time, but uh-huh. I definitely will not be the mediocre kid. Uh-huh. I'll be at the top for this for sport. Um, that's something I've been working on in NMH because NMH have a lot of good swimmers, and I'm always trying my best to compete to, yeah. to swim faster, to swim better. One one thing that I uh, accomplished last year is um, I started out swimming 500 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, in sophomore year with time um, with a time of seven minutes 20 seconds mm-hmm. it's very slow mm-hmm. and it's because I go all out in my first hundred yards and the last 400 yards <laughs> it's all mental it's not physical <laughs> stuff it's all mental and um, by the end of the season I got five minutes 50 seconds it's a one minute wow. 40 seconds drop and it's five minute 50 seconds it's lot. not it's not like a fast time but compared to what I had in the beginning of the season it's a pretty impressive drop Right, and you also cut coming down your stuff, your time by twenty five percent. Exactly, That's a lot. Yeah, because I ridiculous. Exactly, yeah. It's and it's not necessarily because at that time I don't really like swimming. I don't mm-hmm. go to morning swimming and stuff, and it's mostly because I'm just sick of what I'm doing right now. Are you not trying? Why are you not trying? Then why are you in team? Then just quit if you're not trying. Like, what are mm-hmm. you doing here? Right, self doubt. I want to be that every single second I spend with the stuff that I'm doing, I want them to be meaningful. Right, so yeah. that's why I have this sort of like competitive mindset um, with other stuff as well, Exp- especially in academics. I feel like I'm not like a very sport kid. I'll, of course, I have like two varsity sports, um, mm-hmm. swimming and ultimate frisbee. But especially in academics, um, for example, in my previous school, I w- got into the school. Uh, my rank was like 43 out of 160 kids, mm-hmm. um, and then my friends are like number one, number two, and I'm like. <laughs> We got three kids into this school and I'm like 40 something and I started grinding, you know, I started grinding and I eventually got like number three. Right. Hmm. Um, And it's, I think it's just this kind of mindset of like, I don't believe Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I believe I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I am sick of what I'm having right now. And it's that kind of drive that you want to change the status quo that you're so sick of it. That's what pushes me along. Um, to improve, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, some uh, sometimes I, w- I realize that I don't have a lot of power for swimming, right? My mm. back will be will be r- running out of energy uh, thirty minutes into the into into the practice. Yeah. So now I started going to the gym mm-hmm. um, most of the mornings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's it's this drive to not to be mediocre that's been driving me forward. Do you think this is just a thought that come came to my mind, but. Do you think you like swimming because you like swimming or is it because you like the competition and the process of getting better? It's, to be honest, if you ask most of the kids, um, the swimmers, <laughs> yeah. you like swimming itself, right? Yeah. I would say mo- most definitely for those who are competitive, they will say no. <laughs> no. Um, and, and obviously people are, are going to say stuff like, I enjoy the feeling of getting into water. I'm free. You know, I'm like a, I'm like a shark swimming so fast. And, um, yeah, I get that. I get that. But if you're competitive, you're swimming, if you're constantly putting yourself into challenges, yeah, faster time, laps, it is not something that's day. enjoyable to do. Yeah. But no. what, what most of the people like is a process of improvement in swimming. And yeah. especially for me, that my event is 500 yards. Mm-hmm. And um, it's given me so much space to improve and a sense of achievement 
of cutting down one minute, 40 seconds, that's the reason why I keep swimming. That's the reason why I put in so much work because I can see the result coming. It's like kind of going to the gym. You can see your tricep, your chest getting bigger. Mm-hmm. It's also like your, you know, academics debate. Everything's like that. You want, you want to make sure you have this positive loop. What I mean by positive loop, positive feedback is that when you do something, that the result can positively reaffirm you to take the next action, mm-hmm. right? Don't think of that entire, you know, I have, I'm going to get motivation all the time. Mm-hmm. Going to the gym, swimming, yeah. that is just not possible. No, definitely not. And the reason, the reason why we need consistency is because, you know, motivation is not reliable. But the yeah. way you, co- you continue doing a sport is to have more positive feedback, you know, yeah. to keep motivating you. Well, not motivating, but like keep encouraging you to, to take the next action because you can see your self-improvements and that how you're sick of your current status quo, you know? Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, there'll be people out there um, who disagree with me and that they might think, you know, you should not be sick of your current self, you know, um, <laughs> that you should, you should love yourself. Yes, I think, Th- I think. It doesn't contradict. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying because a lot of people think what I'm um, saying here, being sick of yourself uh, it's not self-love, but, no. but the reason it, why you're improving is because you recognize because yourself. You, yeah, exactly. So always prioritize mental health. I would say, I mean, you of want, course. you want the grind and stuff, but if you burn out, that would be a really bad situation. So mental health is also very important. Um, but I think being sick of yourself at a current state could be another form of self-love. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, because you want to love yourself in a way that you want to be in, in, in the state that you want to be. Yeah. And you want to get there. And and how do you get there? You have to push yourself. Exactly. And how do you push yourself? You have to be face yourself in the situation. You have, you have to admit that you don't like it. A lot of people, they, they don't change their current state. They're just like sort of dragging along. I admit this was kind of like me you know, <laughs> two years ago or something like that. Yeah, me too, or last me year. Too. Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't feel the need to change, you know. I was, I felt fine with myself. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. felt fine. I, 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 I loved myself, you know. I was like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, all right. Yeah, but it's not all right. I have to face that damn mirror and put everything that put put all the situations down, and put put the things that I do like about myself. Great, I'll keep working on them, and put the things that I don't like them about myself, and I have to work on them. But but I didn't do that last year. Yeah, and now I'm kind of regretful that I didn't do that <laughs> last year, but but I I'm starting to do that this year. And, yeah, and some, it's something I would say mm-hmm. is that um, mental health and your improvement goes hand in hand, right? Yeah. So yes, you gotta improve, but it's always you have to be healthy. you have to be healthy mentally. So you have that good mindset when you, for example, go to the gym. You know that if you have a really bad day and you go to the gym <laughs> without mind muscle connection. Like you, you would just not be there. You're not really pay attention to the movement and you have less gains and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would say mental health is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, make how sure you have mental health, mm-hmm. good mental health. How do you think yeah. is a great way to build better mental health or what suggestions do you have? I would say don't suppress your feelings. Mm-hmm. I would say the reason why you, there is a reason why you have all these happy, negative, exciting, mm-hmm. uh, depressing feelings. Talk to your friends. If you don't know why you're having this feeling, talk to your friends who are mm-hmm. reliable, right? Um, try to figure out with your friends why you're having these feelings because you need to know that you're not alone in this thing. And what you're feeling right now, human have been existing in this world for 
for thousands and thousands of years. And there must be one single person who has experienced the same thing as you. And they mm. probably wrote something down to help other people who might experience the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. So you're having a friendship problem, ask your friends who might experience the same thing or read some books about, you know, how to, how to talk to people and how to make friends and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. so make, sure, make sure you're reaching out to people. Uh, of course, only to people who you're comfortable. You don't want to just rant to every single person you see yeah, and then tell other people about your problem, you know? <laughs> that would be weird. And that would be weird, teach. yeah. <laughs> be confused. No, I'm spe speaking about reaching out to people and talking to, to friends or talking to different people, you are perhaps one of the most sociable person <laughs> that I've, I've seen around, always with a smile on your face talking, yeah. to, thank you, talking thank you. to people. I mean, how do you do that? Or how how do you keep such a happy social life and how do you sort of prioritize those comfortable or important friends and at the same time manage your you know wide array of social relationships yeah so one thing that i sort of talked about that i touched upon touched upon earlier is the fact that i don't like to argue with people so I'm a pretty easygoing people. I will not want to impose mm -hmm. what I believe in on other people. And that's one of the reasons why I can interact with so many people f across different grades with different personalities and different activities. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say socializing with person, uh, socializing with people uh, is something that's fundamental to our happiness, right? Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think there's a Harvard study that yeah. tracked a lot of people since their childhood mm -hmm. and then who got into um, their middle age and they old and they become old and they eventually die. Mm -hmm. And they realize one of the biggest source of happiness, one of the most important source of happiness, the sole source of happiness, the one that's most, most important is social, social life, right? Mm. And it's not about how many friends you have. It is about how deep of the connection that you have with your friends, mm -hmm. right? So you will see, I have a lot of different friends in this school. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people, mm -hmm. but what's really important are those couple friends that I can rely on mm -hmm. when I have challenges, when I get into trouble, who I can talk to, who I can share my negative feeling, who will listen to me. And I will do the same thing for them when they experience the same thing. And these are honestly the people who make me happy. You know, they are, they are the biggest reason why I can sustain um, my busy life right now, mm -hmm. sustain this um, high energy because I'm just, they solve all the problem for me, with me, together, you know? Mm. So um, if you're out there struggling with making friends, I would say prioritize the quality of your friends over the yeah, quantity, over the number of your friends. Quantity. Yeah, quality qu over quantity, always. Yeah, 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 for sure, for yeah. sure. Because I think it is easy, especially with social media mm -hmm. and with... Um, and with, you know, going to high schools and being a teenager, we tend to look for you know, popularity. Those yeah, things. yeah. It's it's like trying to get more likes or more comments <laughs> on, on an it's Instagram like post. Get more snap score. You yeah, know? <laughs> get more snap score, you know. that That's yeah. sort of what society is promoting, but then it doesn't necessarily equal to better better self. Yeah, some of or them... that doesn't really mean that much. Yeah. and And oftentimes I feel like you may feel worse. I, at least that's what I felt. Um, you know, there was a time period where I was obsessed with, you know, like getting snap scores and just snapping like hundreds of people. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, but yeah, sure, it is cool. But my snap score up a lot 
But then uh, at a point, I just realized it's pointless. Like, yeah. what, what is the point of doing it? everything it, uh, anything like like just just getting like boosting popularity and stuff yeah yeah it, it, there's no point you know yeah sure it, it may look cool yeah yeah you have a big number sure so what yeah some of the most charismatic and friendly person i've met um they have like you know 200 instagram followers they don't even have snapchat so yeah, yeah i mean these these can be good instruments for you to communicate with your friends but they should yeah. not be something they live with Matter of fact, I just, I deleted my Be Real and Instagram a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's mostly because, think, think about it, what people so, post on in these, in this, in, in, in their page. It's, it's not true. It's not it's, real. It's your high moments. Yeah. And you, you feel like all the people are con, because you, when you have when a lot of, a lot of fo followings and followers, you are just exposing yourself to other people's every single high moment. And you realize that, why am I not having well, these high exactly. moments? Right. And you get depressed and you'll be like, and you will start excluding yourself from the outside world and you're actually not experiencing these high moments. You're living in other people's constructed world. And I don't want that to happen, you know? Exactly. My, the reason why a lot of people feel FOMO, the feeling of missing out, mm -hmm. is because you think you think what you're doing right now is not meaningful, mm. right? Maybe you're doing your homework That's right now. That's some golden statement right here. Yeah, maybe you're doing your homework right now and you feel like other people are having fun in Blake, other people are having fun uh, in the gym. What the hell am I doing here? Right, and the reason you're feeling this is because you feel like doing homework is not as meaningful as hanging out with your friends. But that's why you need to try to find meaning, right? Because homework is something that you gotta do. So instead of doing the homework for your your teacher, try to do the homework for your for, for your own sake, for your own sake. You know, um, you're learning this. So in the future, for example, if you're learning this mathematics stuff, I don't know, you can become a mathematician. It's for it's for your own sake. Whatever way you're trying to figure out some meaning out of this, so you're not feeling that constant state of FOMO. You know, you're the embodiment of the one percent mindset. <laughs> your you, club? Should, you should come to my club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, I'm on the mail list. I'm on the mail list. Then why don't you show up? You know, I'm a busy guy. You of know? course you are a busy yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like 10 minutes, 20 minutes on a Wednesday. Yeah. I bet you have time. Yeah, for sure. I'll try to find some time to go to that meeting. No, man. I mean, you should come come to our meeting and give like a presentation or speech or something. <laughs> for real? It was it, <laughs> What you said right there about fear of missing out is a, is a great one. Yeah. About enjoying the present. Because I think, I think with, especially with phones... Um, not necessarily, well, not only phones, there are so many distractions mm -hmm. in our world that we feel the need to keep ourselves occupied yeah. every single moment. Yeah. It, and it could be socialization too. It could, it could be every, for example, you know, we, we, we can't sort of just walk down Bevbo without earbuds. Now it, it feels weird or empty to or, be not doing something yeah to be not doing something like to to walk down bevbo yeah. without earbuds or without talking to someone yeah and feel kind of weird you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah this is like there's just scientifically proven what i'm saying here mm -hmm. and it's the fact that if you constantly constantly stimulate your brain under some certain type of stimulation for example perfect example watching tiktok a 15 second video that expose yourself to a wide array of different topics ranging from, I don't know, politics to, I don't know, Kim Kardashian to mm -hmm. NBA mm -hmm. to Kanye West and yeah. then to, to, to his contract with Adidas, <laughs> right? All these different, all these different um, videos, 15 seconds, they're constantly giving you a lot of stimulation, a lot of dopamine. Mm -hmm. And when your dopamine level is up to that level, sustaining mm -hmm. that level, mm -hmm. and when you stop watching TikTok, 
you need to find something to fill in the gap to reach that level yeah. again and again. And that's why you need to keep yourself occupied. And that's why when you're doing your homework after you watch a TikTok, mm-hmm. you feel like you cannot focus because you're always finding something else to do. Yeah. And the way you solve this problem is by experiencing boredom. You want exactly. you want to experience that boredom so your level of stimulation will be, be lower. So, so that you can do hard and long tasks. Exactly. Because what usually comes with this like you just said, what usually comes with this high level of stimulation is we find it hard to do long tasks. Yeah. And boring tasks. Like writing a long essay. That's why we procrastinate so much. Yeah. People yeah. who for people who procrastinate a lot, maybe ask yourself, are you stimulating yourself too much? And do you think that the task that you want you are procrastinating on is boring? Because that's usually the case is that when we do end up looking at that big task that we have to do, we, yeah. we feel it's too long and and it takes too much energy that we just look for some easier things to do first. But then that actually would make it worse because our mind would be more accustomed to easier things and it will be even harder for us to start in this difficult project. Yeah, and yeah. one note on proc- procrastination um, mm-hmm. Procrastination is fear. Fear. Right? Procrast- the reason why you're do- not doing stuff is not because you feel like you can finish it within one day. It's because you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Because you feel like this is daunting. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why you're irrationally convincing yourself that, you know, I, I have tomorrow. I can finish this off. Right? And procrastination is fear. And the way you, uh, you overcome this fear, right, is by, mm-hmm. ha- again, having clearly defined goals. Right, you need to know what you're doing, and you need to mm-hmm. overcome this fear because procrastination is something that if you procrastinate a bit longer, that's in a little bit adds a little bit more fear, because now you have two days to finish this work. Your fear is, for example, two days amount of work, mm-hmm. right? But if you procrastinate and then you have one day left, then you even have bigger fear. Yeah. So start earlier, and you're coping with less fear, right? And also Stress another note is that anxiety, yeah. keep the mm-hmm. biggest the biggest way people convince themselves to procrastinate is that I can finish it. Within one hour. Yeah. Within half an hour. Underestimation of... Exactly, right? And this is what I want to say. People overestimate what they can do in a short amount of time. Yeah. And people often underestimate underestimate their abilities to do what they can do in the long term. Exactly. They think, oh, I can finish this within 30 minutes. But when you ask them, can you reach, for example, um, this level of physique in three months? They say no. They would say no, right? Yeah. Right. This is the, there's there's that quote: people overestimate how much they can do in a year, but underestimate how much they can do in ten. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. We always set these massive goals, imminent goals. Like for example, just just take hitting gym for example. We want to bulk up thirty pounds mm-hmm. in in one month. You know that's some ridiculous amount, and a lot. Some people may try it and and boom, fail. Yeah, and they think, "Oh, I'm a failure. This is useless." <laughs> but then, but then, all they need to do is just take a step back. Okay, you have. You, why do you need that thirty pounds so imminently? Think yeah. about the longer term. Like, oh, you have you can you can spread it out to six months or perhaps a year. And exactly. Just, just focus on five pounds per month. Exactly. It's it's that will be much more easier and achievable, and then you can gain thirty pounds in six months, which is still freaking incredible. Yeah, but yeah. then it's about like splitting these big tasks into chunks. 
Yeah, it's that, it's that book that you read, right? Atomic and Habits. Atomic Habits, yeah. yeah. Well, 1%. That's, that's the ideology of the 1% club. Every day 1%, one yeah, year 32%. It, it, exactly, know? exactly. It's it's also go, goes back to your point of, um, of, of, of time management and procrastination. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's to, when we have the ability to chunk things. Yeah. To split it out. To so that it will be much easier to do for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I want to sort of continue on the point about your social life or friendliness. Mm-hmm. You you do, you mentioned that you do have, like, you're a very friendly person and you have a lot of friends and and how do you usually like manage your friendships? Do you do you do? I, I know it's a pretty weird question, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. For for the, I bet there are a lot of people who. Ha- may have these questions who want yeah, I get that a lot. to get a lot of friends but um you know don't know how to like manage yeah 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 the so different social groups and those kind of things yeah, yeah so like on top on top of this first you know mm-hmm. prioritize your quality of friends first right yeah but when this is settled and you want for example more friends exposing yourself to more different types of people i would say um you know seize every little chance to be friend with someone, right? I'm in debate. I'm in the debate team. I'm in. I'm ha- have like just like you have a different classes and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in the sport team. I have different extracurricular activities, and honestly, that is how I gain friends. You know, it's not about going to party and then, yo, what's up? And then my name is Wilson. He's like, you know, my name is Channing. Okay, mm-hmm. that me up, bro. Now mm-hmm. we are bro- we're the best broski today. Well, yes, that is a way for you to make friends, right? But yeah. it. Don't limit yourself to only to social sc- gathering. You have so many other different uh, different ways to make friends. And for example, when you know this person, you know this person's name is Shannon. The next time when you saw this person in a dining hall or in the gym or somewhere else, you can start saying hi to this person, right? Not not because you not not because you wanna be friend with this person, but it's more about I know this person, right? Why why don't why why not just say hi, right? Yeah. It's a it's a type of friendliness. Some people will, will will just like they know you, but they will ignore you. I get that. Um, but my way of interacting with people is just bring happiness to people every day. Bring you know, say hi to people. That's how like people will just be amazed just by walking down from the walking from the dining hall up but down to Beth. I'll be like saying hi to twenty people. Or people say hi to me because when you say hi to people, it's reciprocated by other people. And yeah. that's honestly how I know a lot of people. And the way you deepen this relationship is, you know, just start going to social events. You know, there are parties, there are Blake, there are the Haunted Farmhouse. Uh, there is a dance show coming up this week. You know, you can invite your friends, not necessarily always the people in the same friend group. Something that I sometimes struggle with is to balance out hmm. these different friend groups. Because sometimes I'll be like, should I sit with this table during lunch or this yeah. table during lunch? All right. And then, but, you know, when you have, when when you started saying hi to people and then you actually have so many friends that you need to pick between different friend groups and just sit with a friend, that you, whatever you want, because your friends will know that you sit, you didn't sit with them for a reason. Maybe today you want to talk about something else with the other friend group. They'll understand that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, another way people make, of, of course, I have a very fixed amount, of fixed friend group. I have a fixed friend group, right? But sometimes I'll be thinking like, I don't want to always be in this friend group. I, I, I want to expose myself to different type of people, mm-hmm. right? Then I will sit with other people and stuff. The in-group bias and, 
and the pull not not necessarily the polarization but yeah also but also just because like if you, you always you, hang out with the same people you would feel kind of kind of boring and that's why you need to give personal space not to yourself but also to your friends so they can also hang out with different type of people yeah definitely yeah don't you, you don't have to bind yourself to like a contract or something <laughs> exactly like s- social life is not a contract you you are in charge of your own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. own self and and also by socializing with different people you can hear a lot of different perspectives and yeah. you can learn from different people yeah like that's yeah sorry some some and no don't worry something something that i find pretty interesting is the is the fact that some people make friends mm-hmm. to to get some you know like to get you know, something to, yeah i guess to get something like Okay, I get more likes. I become become friends with you because I want you to become my Instagram followers. Yeah, I become friends with you because I I think you're a good debater, and that I want you to become my partner. So, well, that is not necessarily a bad thing. But what if what you are trying to do is not to focus on debate as a passion, but utilizing this person so you can win tournaments and stuff. If that is what you're trying to do, if if what you're trying to do is get out something from people, not to not to enjoy the moment with this person together, right? And I think that's problematic Mm -hmm. because. Because honestly, this might be a bad example, but Snoop Dogg, you know, one one of the greatest artists, mm-hmm. you know, he said his friends, some of them are, none of them are like very rich. They're all common people, right? But they are those people who stand with him when he has a most challenging moment. And some of them might be school teacher. Some of them might be janitor, different socioeconomic class, right? But these are the people that you make friends of because you enjoy spending time with these people. It's not necessarily about if this person is popular, if this person has a lot of friends, if this person is good at debate. It's about whether you're happy with this person or not. So, and also, when you make friends, don't don't overthink too, too much, right? Mm-hmm. Something that I kind of got into trouble with last year is the fact that I want to avoid people with negative negative um, energy because I feel like if this person had ne- negative vibe, he's going to pass on his ideology to me. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm going to become a negative person as well. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to start bringing negative energy to other people. Yeah. And then this, in, this entire thing is like that Insta- Instagram, no, yeah. Instagram, they say like, that, like a random post, like avoid energy, pe- uh, negative people. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just started avoid, avoiding people, every single person who has negative energy. And I soon started getting to this, this block. I realized that, that I'm, that I'm hyper, hyper positive, optimistic, to some level that's it's just unrealistic right and that's why you need to balance out you need to balance out your optimism with some negative energy obviously you don't want to surround yourself only with very very optimistic person or very very optimistic uh, or very very negative um vibe people but yeah. it's good to balance out and one thing that i realized I, I tell people this but not a lot of people understand is most of my social realizations about making friends, about how to interact with people, is a continuous process of, I would say, degeneralization. I think that's a word. So, for example, in this in this example of avoiding people with negative energy, right? In my mind, it's just like zero and one. It's binary. There's no gray zone. It's either yes or no. I either avoid all the negative people or I hang out with all the... A negative it's people the or nothing mindset exactly but what i mean by degeneralization is the fact mm. that they're a gray zone in every single thing exactly so There's, you don't yeah it's it's a scale everything is a scale yeah that's why i always promote exactly exactly you don't have to go to the the 
two extremes on two spectrums yeah you can always be in the gray zone and explore around different it's like what we were talking about in nmh360 today about the oh, the stress and stuff like the, no, the um, or nothing mindset that was, that oh was yeah, yeah yeah we talked about questionnaire that. but i mean that that's that's a small side note but but or nothing mindset is actually pretty common yeah it a is a lot pretty of common. times so um, and then and then it's not only about you so like for, for example for me right the reason why i say it's a continuous process is because i'm still exploring I'm still think, thinking something that's pretty, I think this is totally wrong. There's no way this is correct, right? And even on po some political issues, right? I have this kind of emotional attachment to one side and I think this is totally wrong, totally immoral to do. But um, when you realize that your your emotion is getting into one extreme, that is a time for you to check on yourself. You know, for example, am I, am I getting too extreme on one side? I should probably get back to the gray zone area by exposing myself of a little argument on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, yeah, that's, I mean, I have, my, I have my different beliefs in different things, in different people, different issues and stuff, but it's never one extreme um, view on one, one certain issue because I know the argument from both, both sides. And yeah, that's important. Yeah, exactly. There, there's no one right answer. Yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, the Chinese philosophy yeah you know being the middle point yeah that's basically my life philosophy being the being, midpoint being Zhongyong. but uh, that does like it's mo mostly being Zhongyong. it's not doesn't mean that it's being mediocre right mm. i still grind and stuff mm -hmm. but for example in, in improving it's about finding the mm -hmm. middle point between men mental health and your and your self-improvement mm -hmm. um yeah so that is basically my life philosophy Zhongyong. because the middle point there's this quote that I always sort of follow, or it's not necessarily a quote, it's like a rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. Everything is good in moderation. Yeah, Every, yeah. But, like, everything. I mean, say TikTok, or, or say, say, say video games, or socialization. It, it, it's all good if you can control it. If it yeah. gets out of your control, it's not good. If you over-socialize, I think over-socializing is actually not, not that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely have experienced <laughs> those moments where you are so hyper and you're like socializing and then uh, you realize, oops, I still haven't touched my work. Yeah. I still haven't prioritized, get, got my stuff done. You know? Exactly. You have to take care of your own house first. Exactly, exactly. You can't pour with an uh, em empty cup. Yeah. You, know? you have to... You have to Take care of yourself first. That's that's what prompted me to like get up early every single day right now. Mm -hmm. Is that I have to take care of my my house first. Yeah, yeah. I get up. I do my morning routines, my morning workouts, and my my you know, the the journaling, the essays, the the whatever, the hardest thing. Get them out of the way. You write and your journal in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you usually write in your journal? I mean, it depends. Uh, so I've have I have this gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is. Um, gratitude is something that I found really helpful mm -hmm. to to take care of mental health, like you said about yeah, yeah. self improvement and mental health. Gratitude is is very underrated. I agree. just by saying thank you, just by s a smile, can make someone's day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, like I talk with a lot of people in dining hall. Yeah. Like staff workers, a yeah, lot of people that, are confused. Yeah. Like, who, 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 who is that guy? Why are you <laughs> it's it's just it could just be me saying thank you, 
and they're like they 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 see, see me going there smiling saying thank you and and they would eventually be curious and they would start talking to me the, those kind of things gratitude is powerful and when you spread that gratitude the positive energy it's contagious yeah but in a good way yeah you, know? you don't you don't know what you know someone is going through right now exactly and maybe all they need is that little bit of confirmation confirmation uh, yeah and some support and being positive like buddhism being like buddhist buddha said be the light <laughs> be the light be the light yeah it's 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 posted somewhere on bev i see it everywhere i don't yeah. know i i there's it's on the bulletin board it's uh -huh. in like classroom it's in gilder it's everywhere <laughs> i don't what, know if you ever noticed what that. does it mean like be the light be the light yeah it's i think the fo the, the focal is is longer be the light you want to see in mm -hmm. the world so so basically it is if you 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 want to give out the energy the mm. positivity to the world yeah so that the world could be lit up and and respond with more positive energy you know and it's it's sort of i i, I think this this quote perfectly goes with you because you <laughs> you are the light man <laughs> thank you, you thank you, you bro you have you smile you bring the positive energy to whoever you see wherever you see thank you bro. even on i i i think you will have bad, bad days but you still you know try to bring the positive energy and 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 with that people would be happy and yeah you know their days would be better and that's why i think you're you're a great student congress chair thank because you. you you care about people and thank care you, about thank us you. yeah something that, yeah. something that i think is important to also touch upon is the fact that i think a lot of people has been doing this pretty good at least in nmh but um still some problem going on it's the fact that a lot of people are trying to live in other people's image they're trying to live up Definitely. to what other people expect exactly. them to become. Perfect, you know? perfect topic and to transition. On. So, for for example, like, like for example, I don't have a lot of romantic life, honestly. <laughs> but like, when you know, like someone that just oh, I find this girl pretty cute, and then they're like, "What can I do to make this girl like me?" And they'll be like, "Oh, should I type one k or two k in responding to this girl's message? Should I wait for like two more hours to respond to this girl's message?" I see my friends doing that sometimes. Yeah, and. It's just funny to me to see how people can have these little little moments to decide like, yo, these kind of struggle. But I would say the biggest way to to have people to appreciate you, to have, for example, more friends, to have a girl to like you is to improve upon yourself. Yeah. It's not about some 1K or 2K that you typed and that will make the girl like you. It's not about some strategy and game that you play. Mm. It's about how good you are. Right, Some, something that I, that, I, that my dad up, yeah. told me, my dad told me not limited to romantic life is the fact that <laughs> don't 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 be the person who chased the horse, be the grass that the horse came back for. You know, you want to be the thing that attracts people, not you chasing someone else. Law of attraction. Exactly, exactly. And and going off of the point of living in social expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this is a really important point to also bring up is like we talked about with Instagram, you are always filled with this high yeah. that you see. Yeah. And you think that you have to be happy all the time. You have to be doing all these cool things. You have to be jumping off a yacht or <laughs> partying with like 10 girls or something like that. But, but, but that's 
not true because happiness is actually different for everyone. Yeah. You have to find out your own way of happiness. You have to find out what you specifically like. Like for you, you like debating like Model UN, you like swimming, you you do student congress, sure. For for another person it could be different. It it it, it, it I would say it, it's not it could be. It is different. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, even if all of these things overlap, there are still differences. Exactly. And that's how you talk and how. So don't, don't, you don't need to be someone else. Yeah, exactly. You just have to be yourself and find out who you, your, you, you yourself is. Yeah. And that's sort of related to the quote that I have earlier, right? Like my social realization has been a continuous process of degeneralization, right? What works for other people doesn't work for you, right? Other people, this is their way of happiness. doesn't mean that this is your way of happiness. A lot of people, like, for example, like, you know, there's this famous MBTI test or whatever to see, like, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're the protagonist and stuff. Yeah, 16 personality. Yeah, and then I tested myself. I'm a, I'm an extrovert, right? Um, but Do you remember your specific person? Are no. Are you a debater? I don't No, I'm not a debater. No way close to debater. <laughs> but... But what I think is, you know, the, the definition for this website, um, for whether you're extrovert or extrovert, introvert or extrovert, is the fact that if you gain energy or lose energy when you interact with people, right? But so, and even though if I'm an extrovert, when I interact uh, on, for the result, but sometimes I also have a lot of moments in which I'm just so tired. I lose a lot of energy when I interact with people. So see, that, that is how a degeneralization the result doesn't mean anything. You, the label they put on yourself, I'm an extrovert, I'm an extrovert, an introvert, it's not 100% true exactly. all the time. that's what I was, oh, yeah. You're, yeah. You're the man, man. You <laughs> bring up the right topics. Yeah, it's not 100% yeah. true all the time, right? So every specific moment require your own deliberation mm-hmm. to, to cope with. It's not about, there's no one size fits all approach to everything. Yeah. It's all about what is true at that moment, at that time. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's to realize that these titles shouldn't define who you are, mm-hmm. but you have to figure out yourself and define yourself. Like some people would just settle for like some titles, for example, um, if someone is um, popular, popular, or for example, if someone is uh, the 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 lacrosse captain. <laughs> this is random. Known if you if the lacrosse captain is listening, I'm not, <laughs> but. <laughs> Then, but then they think that's all, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that's dumb. People ask them, who are you? I, I'm, I'm a lacrosse captain. Yeah. But that's not who that person is. There's probably like a few thousand lacrosse captains, maybe hundreds of thousands of lacrosse captains across the world, you know, mm-hmm. or across mm-hmm. US. What makes you special? You know, what makes you, you, you? Right, like yeah. what makes Wilson Wilson? Wilson is not uh, an, an eco leader. Wilson is not a debate officer. Wilson's not a swimming captain. Wilson is all of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not sorry. Not I'm not saying you not. You're not, but you're not just exactly a debate exactly. officer. You're you you are all of them, and that's what makes you you. Yeah, and an, and an analogy that I really like about how you should not let other people define you mm-hmm. is the fact that what you believe yourself are. That is a reality. You know what I'm saying? And there's this experiment. I, I think this is a very famous video, but you know, there's a professor 
he had a $5 bill and then he was holding up this bill. And he asked the students, how much does this bill worth? Well, mm -hmm. obviously $5, right? Yeah. And then he started, you know, putting this paper down on the ground and step on the paper, step on the bill. And then he asked, how much does it worth now? And then still $5. And then he put it into the water and asked again, how much does it be worth now? $5. And finally he tear up the paper. He eat that. He eat the bill. He eat the $5 bill and asked, and how much is it bill now? It's $5. And see how through the entire process of destruction, <laughs> you cannot even recognize the bill anymore, but it's still worth $5. And it's because all the people's criticism on you, all the people's opinion on you doesn't define who you are. You. You are you. You are you. You are, your believing yourself is a reality, right? Mm -hmm. But, but of course, there's always, you know, we're, we're kind of like getting into this side of um, believing in who you are. But also, we want to touch on the other side, right? And I've, been so, I've seen so many examples in which people just like doctorly believe to who they are. They're correct all the time. And they, they, sometimes they lose sight of themselves. They just believe that I'm correct all the time. And they're not really receptive to other people's opinions. And that's one of the reasons why I'm friendly to people because I want to see how other people's, you know, um, expose myself to different kind of um, opinions, right? So I, I will see if there's some mistakes that I can fix, right? Mm -hmm. But how do you how do you really distinguish if people are just purely finding loopholes in your personality and talk shit about you, or there's actually something you have to fix, right? It's not about Oh, I believe in myself. I'm perfect right now. Mm -hmm. How do you identify that mistakes, that little bit of shortcoming that you have to fix? And when you realize, if not only one person, if not only two people, if everyone is talking about it, they say, oh, Wilson is stinky. And it's not only about <laughs> your roommate. It's about your teacher. It's about your professor. It's about your if, teammates. If your teachers. <laughs> I mean, <No>. teachers <laughs> not like people That's like, bad. if everyone's talking about that, then you probably know that, you know, I might be thinking I should take more shower instead of being like denial. Oh, other people just they're salty of me because because I use this cologne and you know I'm not stinky at all and I believe but I believe that I'm not stinky. That is a reality, right? S yeah. See the the well. This goes back to our point about finding the point in moderation, finding the gray zone. Yeah. You we can't be all or nothing with self belief. Mm -hmm or with other people defining us we can't let other people define us but we can't be like a complete loner and define ourselves by our complete self there's always a balance in between yeah and the good thing about it is you 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 learn from people you learn from them mm -hmm. like that's why i love doing podcasts is i i, <laughs> I can learn from great people like you but then at the <laughs> same time you know you, you have to find yourself too you have to know like who you are and and let and be inspired by other people to 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 get better at your weaknesses and become better and actually yeah i mean it's it's been a great conversation it's it's actually do you want to guess how long we've been here yeah guess just guess a random time i don't even know like 40 minutes we actually been here for an hour. It's it's it doesn't even <laughs> feel like no that. Way. Yeah, but but hold up before <laughs> but but before we um actually head out or or anything, I I still have like final few questions. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
I think that is great to discuss. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps one of the most important question is that we we've been talking about a lot about the how to improve ourselves, mm-hmm. but why do you think pe- people should improve their their lives? Why do you think people should start reading? Why do you think people should start you know building good habits, finish their work early? Why do you why why should people? Change? That is a very very insightful question. Right, and that yeah. has been a question that I've been struggling a lot. Mm. I've been having these grind mindset. I want to be competitive. I want to rise to the top. Why? Why? Right. Obviously, I have this sense of not wanting to lose because I don't want to lose face. Right. But that is a pretty shallow reason for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's it's really only limited to me. It doesn't really have a lot of impact. So, what is the reason why you want all these positions? What is the reason why you want to go to a good college? What is the reason why you want to pursue a good career yeah and a lot of people have different answers right some people they want to be popular they want to get recognized by people right for me the specific reason why i want to become better self-improvement better and better is because i want to help other people who doesn't who doesn't have as many privilege as me why the reason why we're doing this podcast right now Mm -hmm. the fact that we have these facilities to do this podcast is in and of itself yeah. A privilege. Not, not all the kids have this privilege, right? And personally, my my parents. I'm a, I'm a first. Well, I haven't gone to college yet, but I assume that I will get into college. I will be a first generation, mm-hmm. and I just and I have a lot of cousins, a lot of friends in rural China who are just struggling. Some of them graduated from high school and they're not working. Um, I've seen a lot of people who are struggling with their homework, with with just their life, and I just feel like. If they have a bit more, you know, help and privilege, they can avoid a lot, of the, a lot of these unnecessary problems, causing pain to them. Because if you yourself ha- has experienced these problems, you, you, you are desperate for someone who come to your life and help you. And I want to be that person for other people because I don't want people to experience all these pain, unnecessary pain, right? You know, like limited amount of pain is necessary for you to grow, but unnecessary pain that can be avoided. I want to be the person that walked into other people's life and helped them to avoid these problems. And that's why I'm being improving a lot. To, so in the future, you know, this is my plan in the fu- for the future, but obviously my change is to start a nonprofit company hmm. that's going to address a specific social issue, right? Um, no matter if it's about education inequality, it's about access to education and stuff like that. I want to solve this problem. Not solve this problem, but alleviate this problem, right? Hmm. I want to, because I, I have the privilege to, to not experience a lot of you know education inequality, and I want to do the same thing for other people as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and a lot of people will ask, what about money? <laughs> you, you're not gonna have money for this. Mm. Well, honestly, the the reason why I my my perception of the use of money is just if I'm not worried about the next meal, if my family can have a happy life, if they're not worried about the you know house rent, and if I can go traveling. Then mm-hmm. I don't need that money. Money, money is just a number. That's it's, it's what a, it's what the money can bring That's you. The smart, life, man. the life that the, that the money can bring you that matters. So if I start a nonprofit organization, a lot of my friends actually their parents are um, the head of the organization, um, and there will be companies that subsidize these you know founders. You know you're not getting financial gains for this. That's what we subsidize you. You go to Europe, travel forty days, and we're gonna cover all your costs. So that is my dream life. Solving something that's problematic in the society, creating positive impact, but also enjoying my life. 
And honestly, solving this problem is in and of itself and mm -hmm. an enjoyment, you know? Why do you think that that helping other people or solving the social issue is the reason that you wanted to start self-improvement? How did you come about with this purpose? When did you sort of find it? Yeah, so... Is it with mm -hmm. helping people in school or running all these positions? Or? Um, I think it's two-folded. Mm -hmm. The first um, layer is the, the fact that I have experienced, you know, problems myself, you know, mm -hmm. you know, just... Matter of fact, I have, you know, I think everyone have it, you know, trouble of making friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had that problem, you know, social anxiety, freshman year, social anxiety, you don't know. Um, or uh, before coming to NMH, I've been in public school mostly, right? Education inequality between public school and private school, right? Sometimes you just have depressing thoughts that you don't want to talk to other people because you feel embarrassed and all these different problems. And you, if you experience them, you don't you don't want to feel feel these feelings. So I have these tangible emotions attached to these problems that when I feel them, I just feel horrified and I want to solve these problems. And the second layer is just, you know, knowing people who are ambitious, who want to solve this problem. Like for example, over the summer, I've met people who want to translate a lot of uh, classics, like for example, the Republics, um, I don't know, a lot of different um, classical works, for example, for example, Greek tragedy and stuff into simple language. Right, because what's what's going on in in the um, uh, academia right now is that they just use fancy words to make themselves sound very smart. So common people cannot access this information, but it's just not necessary to make it sound so complicated. And my friend's goal is basically turn these hard languages into simple language, so everyone can have access to to learn. Right. So it is meeting these ambitious people and my personal uh, experience that leads to this realization that what I want to do. But obviously there might be more people that I meet in the future. There will be more experience that I have in the future that might change my goal, but that's what I have right now. You know? Mm, yeah. I love that. I love that, man. It's, it's so, it's been such a great, great conversation with you. Yeah. I learned so much from you today. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Me too. Me too. To I'm very glad to be in this podcast. Really? Yeah. You Thank you for inviting I, me. I know? feel like you should definitely come again. And, <laughs> and I mean, for listeners, I hope listeners really can get, get a lot from this podcast because mm -hmm. I feel with this episode alone, we've touched on so many different topics. Yeah. That yeah. can really inspire people to, to change. And, and like, do you have any like last minute quotes or things that you want to share to audiences or like last minute things that you, you share with them, like a quote or something that you want to leave with them so so it can inspire people to change their lives? Or yeah. not, I would, yeah. I, I think it's it's mostly, um you know, always recognize who you are, be yourself first, not yeah. living other people's dream. And on top of that, then you, you can figure out what I want to improve, what I want to do in the future. Because... If you reject yourself, then you're working for something that's just so out of touch. Yeah. You will not never reach that goal, you know? Yeah. Love yourself, and that's part of the self-improvement. Exactly. Yeah. Love yourself, improvement, and improve because no one that has ever improved have regretted not improving. Yeah. And only those who did not improve has regretted <laughs> not improving. Exactly. It is always a great thing to do. And... 
Dude, I appreciate your time here, man. We yeah. we ran this for like one hour and ten minutes. This <laughs> is it feels light work, man. Yeah, it feels light work. It yeah. Feels good. Yeah, it feels the, good. The, yeah. The, um, one question that I ask every guest at the end is, "Did you have a great time here today?" Fantastic time. Fantastic time. Yeah. Doesn't feel doesn't even feel like an hour. It doesn't. Does no, it? that's why I said like forty minutes. It's not even forty minutes. It feels like half an hour. Maybe less than that, <laughs> like ten minutes, just like a dining hall. Where did we just exactly a dining hall conversation? We just grabbed our coffee in the morning, you know, and just had like a casual talk. Yeah, yeah. And now time passed. <laughs> yeah, love it, love yeah, it. Thank you yeah, for having I, me. I, here, man, I mean, I would really love to have you back one time, but it's great talking to you today. And uh, for listeners, thank you all so much for listening to the Bigger Picture Podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.